0: We're going to the city. I'm gonna do some shopping and buy all the stuff.
2: Uh, buddy bot, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm getting ready. You said we're going to
0: Vault City. We're gonna do some. I I figured we could, you know, we could do some shopping while while we're there.
2: Um, yeah, that's not that's not exactly what's going on this week. Uh, as usual, you've misunderstood what I was talking about. Oh man, I I really need some new bananas. Wait
0: bananas? Yeah. I'm running out of bananas.
2: But you don't eat bananas. Yep. I'm not even gonna get into it. Uh welcome everybody. This is this week's episode of the Fallout Lorecast. And uh Buddy here has spoiled the intro, I guess. Well, maybe not really spoiled.
0: I didn't spoil it. Everybody loves me. I'm so charming.
2: Okay, Buddy Bot has um, it improved the intro of the episode, uh, and we're talking. We're not just talking about Vault City. He mentioned Vault City. We're not just talking about Vault City. There's a reason why we're going to bring up Vault City, and that has to do with a potential leak, which is probably not true. But we're going to discuss it anyway because it's interesting. What am I talking about? There was a post to IMDb this last week sometime. Somebody updated the information for the Fallout TV show on IMDb. Now, I'm going to get into the details about why or why not this is trustworthy. This has been discussed around the community as of late. But I'm also going to get into some details here about... The uh, potential for this to be accurate and what this might actually mean and how this would fit into the lore if it is in any way accurate at all. So stay tuned. We're going to we're going to get into some details here. I think it's going to be interesting. So here, let's uh, I'm just going to share with you what it says and you can draw some uh, draw some determinations just by the way this is set up. It's this is from IMDB. It says episode number one dot one season one, episode one. Fallout, action, adventure, drama. All of that sounds about right. Then there's a very brief description. It says As the Brotherhood of Steel invade the Vault City, it is the job or Mike and Elizabeth to rescue the citizens. Okay, so clearly there's a typo in here. It is the job of Mike and Elizabeth to rescue the citizens, right? So before we get into the plausibility of this and and any of the uh, two, I guess there's a few different camps on this. Let's talk about shades of gray. And this is something that doesn't get discussed enough in internet culture because the internet is polarizing. It wants to make it. It wants to, it just works this way. It doesn't, it doesn't want anything the way The Internet works the way information works on platforms that engage masses of people are that the extremes get promoted and that affects our way to understand information and to handle information. I'm not going to get too far into this but what that means is that often there are two sides of a coin on some sort of debate you have got the left and the right you've got the red and the blue you've got the true and the false right and. As human beings, we like to have clarity. We like black and white in our answers to things, in our decision-making. It makes things easier. But with many things, black and white isn't necessarily the only option. There's often shades of gray between the two. Now, what this means is that there are usually options between the two extremes. Now, sometimes the extremes are right, but sometimes the truth actually lays somewhere in the middle. Nuanced arguments, nuanced considerations of things. These are the kinds of things that the internet is very bad at helping us communicate. So, let's look at the different, at least some of the things that I think might be going on here. First of all, IMDB can be edited by anybody. So, the two extremes that come to most people's minds are Either this was written by somebody from the show staff who put this on IMDb as kind of a little teaser, a little placeholder for what's eventually going to come. And they may have typoed the word or doesn't seem super likely, but that could be one of the options. That's the extreme. Like, yes, this is absolutely legit, totally fine. They just happen to typo one of the words perspective I think most people don't agree with that. They think that this is probably... And then they flip to the other side. This is somebody going on IMDb, editing the page, whole cloth, just making something up because this is what they're hoping it's going to be, or this is what they think is going to get the community talking, which if they did that, then they're right. That worked. Those are the two... That's the black and white of it. But what if there are shades of gray in the middle? What if... This was updated by somebody who happens to be in the know. This could be a middle ground somewhere. What if somebody who was working in and around the project took them uh, to say project project took it upon themselves to update this and just put it out there as a little teaser, knowing that they would be anonymous and also had a typo in there. So it's not official, but it's not made up whole cloth. Another variation on the shade of gray could be what if somebody was the friend of somebody? We've seen leaks by some of the actors. In fact, over the summer, there was a leak by one of the actors, I believe in Korean, that where she specifically stated, like, here's here's a well, it was a picture of her vault vault suit outfit. And she was sending it to a friend and she said, oh, and basically, you know, like, hush, hush. I'm part of vault 33, which was revealed, by the way. In the Amazon images that were put up this last week. That was revealed over the summer. This information got leaked out by that person's friend or connection or somebody that got this got shared around to. Right. So there are these variations of possibility all within the middle of this spectrum that could be a little bit more than somebody just making this all up. But a little bit less than it being official. So with that all said. There's a chance that this could be true. There's a chance that, and let me read it again. As the Brotherhood of Steel invade the Vault City, and this sounds like it's being translated by somebody else from a different language. Maybe somebody who was Korean. Who knows? But we probably would have said, as the Brotherhood of Steel invade Vault City, it's the job of Mike and Elizabeth to rescue the citizens. Now, this does read like... A little summary you would get on an episode of a show that doesn't spoil too much, but gives you a basic setup to understand and have an expectation of what's to come. So the, the tone of it actually matches in some ways. So assuming that there might be some credibility to this, let's take this another step and see what we could piece together about what this might actually mean. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty here about the Brotherhood of Steel, Vault City, the events that might have been surrounding those two organizations or places. Um, and then also Mike and Elizabeth. Let's start with the names Mike and Elizabeth. Now, let's go back to Vault City. If, if you guys don't rec- recall, this is something that came up in uh, the episode I did about about Fallout 2. Vault City shows up. It is in northern Nevada. Okay, so Nevada. We're we're not talking close to New Vegas. This is like the northern side of the state, but relatively close to some of those events and some of the things going on in that part of the world, right? We're talking West Coast. And Vault City, uh, just to give you a little bit of a refresher, a little background, is a city that was developed from the inhabitants of Vault 8. They left the vault, they founded the city, they created their own totalitarian government, but it was working, and they were independent. In the events of Fallout 2, we find out that the NCR has been trying to get them to join them and using some nefarious ways in order to do this. But otherwise, Vault City is seeking to stand on their own. We also know that Vault 8 had a GECK, so this might come into play. The gek is a piece of technology that most other places will never have even seen and is extremely rare. So let's get into the names here. Mike and Elizabeth. Who do we know lives in Vault City? Well, we have there's a whole list. The Internet has lists of this stuff. You can play the game and get the lists along with a group of citizens, slaves and guards who tend to be unnamed. We have Lynette, Dr. Troy, no first name. Lydia, Randall, Stark, Thomas Moore, Curtis, Amanda, Joshua, Barkus, which sounds like a last name, right? Dr. Andrew, Ed, Mr. Smith, again, only last name, Skeeve, which is a nickname, Wallace, Harry, Senior Councilman McClure, Valerie, and Cole. Notice how many of these names in here aren't first names. So... There's opportunity here for either of n- a number of these people to be a Mike or an Elizabeth. Also, let's think about the names Mike and Elizabeth. Mike and Elizabeth are both traditionally popular names in the 20th century. Among, for example, my father's generation, people, uh, the baby boomer generation, Mike was actually, I believe it was the most or the second most popular name for boys. Elizabeth, also in that other generation, that older generation, was much more popular back then. To be pulling names from the same time period that we would be pulling, say, the music of Fallout, makes a lot of sense. So whoever picked those names, th- those seem accurate. Those seems like the, the names that you would get from a world that was stuck in the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s. So those track. But the question is, okay, who are these Mike and Elizabeth? Do they even come from Vault City? Do they show up and are they visitors? Are they traders? Uh, we don't know, right? Why are they there to save the citizens? Again, we don't know. We don't know. All we know is Vault City and the Brotherhood of Steel. But this does give us a sense of the timeline. Vault City, the Brotherhood of Steel. If Vault City is being invaded by the Brotherhood of Steel, Could this have possibly happened during the events of Fallout 1 or Fallout 2? According to the games, that hasn't happened. As far as we know, it hasn't been brought up, it hasn't been mentioned, and the Brotherhood has basically maintained their distance from Vault City. They haven't been active in what's going on there, as far as we know. But if we take the timeline out a bit, and we move from the 2240s to the 2250s and 60s, then we end up in the range of the Brotherhood an NCR war and the brotherhood gets more and more desperate. You can go back and listen to that episode. I I talk about this and as the brotherhood gets more and more desperate, they're seeking more control and they're doing things that are more desperate in order to gain control of technology of resources. Think back to uh, the episode about Helios one and operation sunburst and all of the terribleness that went, that happened during that time with the NCR. And also, if you hear some uh, knocking and weird sounds, I've got people <laughs> working on the roof. And I apologize if that's coming through the microphone. So I apologize about that. So let's dig a little bit more into the names, though. So let's see. In, in, during the time period of Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, are there any characters named Mike or Elizabeth? And it turns out that we do get some characters named Mike. There's one character named Elizabeth that I could find, and she was from Cut Content. And according to the wiki that she shows up in, she was a scout for the followers of the apocalypse in 2161. So this is Fallout 1. This is like just at the beginning of the Fallout 1 story and would be 100 and uh, maybe 100-ish years, 80 years before the events post-Fallout 2, if that's when this occurs. So uh, this is too early in the timeline. So this Elizabeth probably isn't one of the characters we're talking about here. But we do have a series of characters with the name Mike. Let's go through them. (laughs) We've got Mike from Fallout 1, who is an old town guard. We have Mike the Nightkin, which was actually a guard and cut content from Fallout 1. We have Mike the Masticator, the heavyweight fighting champion on the onset of Fallout 2. Probably not likely. We have Mike Wright, a member of the Wrights mentioned in Fallout 2. Okay, let's put a pin on that one. We have Mike Lawson, the head engineer of Hoover Dam in New Vegas. Probably not this, if these events happened between Fallout 2 and New Vegas, which... Seems to be the speculation here. We have Mike Berlin, who was from New Vegas and part of uh, the Dead Money add-on, so probably not not possible. And then all the other Mike's come from Fallout 4, 76, and then Van Buren. But Van Buren isn't canon, or Tactics. It's probably not tactics. (laughs) Let's just be honest. It's probably not tactics. And Van Buren, as much as people write me and say things like Van Buren and Van Buren, these things happen. And that's part of the lore. Yes, but it's not canon. It's it's wonderful speculation. It's wonderful fodder for the way things could potentially play out or eventually get included in the canon. It was inspirational for some of the work they did on New Vegas, but it's not canon. It didn't happen it happened behind closed doors and never got released into a game. And I'm going to stick by uh ferret who, by the way, if you hadn't heard Ferret was one of the designers for fallout and was working on starfield. Um, a super awesome guy, Ken and I had the opportunity to interview him a few times on this show. You can go back and listen to that episode. He recently passed. And so condolences to his family and all of his friends, such an amazing guy. I don't know why we always lose the good ones, but, um, the few times I had the opportunity to talk with him, super, super awesome guy, just absolutely loved these games and added so much to them in ways that we probably will never fully understand. But Ferret said in the interview when he was heading up Fault 76 that if it didn't happen in a game, then it's not canon. So if it doesn't get happened or mentioned in a game, then it's just speculation. So let's get back from that a little bit that's that's who we have for mike and the two closest candidates are mike the masticator was a heavyweight boxing champion from new reno and then the Wrights, mike wright who was part of the rights who were also from new reno new reno again is in las vegas uh considerably south from the vault city area but could be something of a reference to those people Probably not. They don't seem like the kinds of individuals who would be saving people from Vault City. But eh, at least they're mentioned, right? Okay, so what about other variations? We have Mikey. So Mikey Frazier, a vendor in NCR Town in Fallout 2. Uh, Maybe, but probably not. And then we have a number of other Mikeys from other Fallout games. And then we have Michaels. And there's only two of these that would actually fit into this story, potentially. If it's, again, pre-New Vegas, post-Fallout 2, doesn't include characters from New Vegas, which I think would be very highly unlikely. Michael, who was a member of the Blades, they're a group of survivalists in the Boneyard. And the Boneyard's a considerable distance away from the uh, Vault City. But then we also have Michael, who was a Knight of the Brotherhood of Steel, stationed in Lost Hills in Fallout 1. Problem with both of these are that they come from Fallout 1, so if they're still around in the events post-Fallout 2, then they must be very old. (laughs) So, chances are, not them. We don't get anybody from Fallout 1 that's like a ghoul, and so therefore could probably still be around and, you know, living forever or whatever ghouls do. But, nothing like that. So, when we go down this track of Mike's and Elizabeth's, we don't get a ton of options oh and I, you know what i just did a little bit of more research i took on other variations of the name elizabeth and i found one more there is a liz the proprietor of the general store in broken hills in 2241. this is a fallout 2 character so this is interesting so aside from the town of gecko which is ghouls and vault city doesn't get along with them and Modoc to the west of Vault City. Broken Hills is the next closest location south of Vault City on the way to New Reno. This is interesting. I'd forgotten about her. She is a member of the Anti-Mutant Conspiracy. She also manages the trade routes. So maybe, being somebody who handles the trade routes, she happened to be in Vault City for some reason. Another potential. So at least this one is in the right time frame, right? Sometime after 2241. So again, all of this is speculation based off of information that is most likely false, but at least it's worth checking out and looking into. We're going to get into more details about what's actually going on in the timeline and why this post-Fallout 2 period seems to make the most sense for this, if this is true. But first, we've got to thank our patrons, so we'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show, and we get to thank our patrons. We have some brand new patrons this week, SS5, Adrian, Fallout Trevino, and Scott O. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. You guys are absolutely the best. I I mention this all the time, but I couldn't do this without you. All 63 of you currently. Thank you so very much. I hope you guys are enjoying the benefits you get from the Patreon. And if you are interested in joining the Patreon, head to Patreon.com/slash Fallout Lorecast. Also, got a shout out our bot, Dylan R. Thank you, Dylan, for your support. We really do appreciate it. And we've got some new reviews this week. We have this one that came in from Canada. Again, sorry about any of the sounds if you can hear them. Um, this one is from Nice App in Canada, who writes, awesomeness, five stars, hey man, been loving your podcast so far, 76 killed Fallout for me, but about a week ago I started listening to Fallout Radio, then I found this, just great, and I'm going to start playing again, keep up the absolutely amazing work, thanks nice app, and Fallout 76 has gotten a lot better. So, if you're looking for something different than what it was when it launched, and all the negativity that surrounded it, there's a lot of people who are jumping back in and going, oh man, I like this game now, so might be worth a shot. Then we've got Uh, Daz FM from Great Britain. Why did I stumble over Great Britain? I don't know. Tip top podcast. Five stars. Hello from across the pond. Hello. I'm like waving across the ocean right now. Great podcast. Found this during the lockdown and was hooked since I started listening from the beginning. Loved hearing all the lore about the vaults and how the podcast progressed. I loved when Lainey joined and was sad to see her leave, but still love the whole thing and get excited to see where there is a new episode each week. If I had the time, I'd join the Patreon and join the monthly chat. P.S. Miss the gameplay episodes, Darren. Darren, thank you so much. Yeah, it's one of those things that I've been thinking about getting back into at some point. Who knows? Maybe we'll come back around and do that. Um, if you are, if you do want to see me play some games and do some crazy stuff, come come hang out during the live streams it's been so much fun just getting to know the community more and have people hang out and getting to know each other. So those are on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays in the afternoons here in the U S. So that would be a much later time for you, but maybe that's your evening. And so that would work out. That's at twitch.tv All radio. All right, everybody. Thank you for your support. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Let's move on with the rest of this episode.
1: If you have any questions, Nuka world i'd be delighted to answer
2: them all right so so we put this whole mike and elizabeth issue to rest there are a few potential candidates but nobody who specifically stands out let's talk about vault city and the brotherhood and why this scenario could make sense first of all we have locations, we have Vault City, and if you look up the maps, I, I recommend, if you, especially if you aren't familiar with Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, go look up the maps. You'll get a sense of where all of these places are. Also, the scale of Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 are significantly bigger than the other Fallout games. The other Fallout games become very focused on areas that you could actually walk around as opposed to traveling over long periods of time, which is kind of what you do in the first two Fallout games. So, for example, the region of New Vegas is a very specific and, and localized section and would only make up maybe, I don't know, a 10th, a 20th of the actual map of something like Fallout 1 or Fallout 2. It's very, very small in Fallout Two, we move north from Fallout 1. Fallout 1, think Southern California, parts of Nevada. In Fallout 2, we move north. We end up with a lot of places in Northern Nevada and in Northern California. Vault City is located on the northwestern side of Nevada. You know, the top of Nevada that looks kind of square before it comes to an angle and a point at the bottom? It's located on the northern part of that. And it's significantly far enough away from New Vegas for the events there to not necessarily play into the events of New Vegas. But as part of the region, it plays a role in in the region. This is one of the things that we find out in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 is how interconnected these locations actually are, even though they're significantly far away from each other. It's north of New Reno. It's East of Arroyo, which is on the coast of California. So if you cross through California and get into Nevada, you cross places like Klamath and the Den and Modoc and maybe Redding. It's all in that range. Now, what's also interesting about this is Mariposa Military Base is in central California in the valley part, not, not the hills or the, the mountains on the, the eastern side. But it's southwest of New Reno. So if you travel from Vault City southwest to New New Reno and then continue southwest, you get to Mariposa. The Brotherhood of Steel inhabits areas in this part of the map. So they're not considerably far away from Vault City in the terms of a Fallout 1 or Fallout 2 game. Also... We know that they've moved and are pushing into regions in Nevada when we get to the events of New Vegas and the Brotherhood NCR war. And so traveling to a place like Vault City, again, wouldn't be too far out of the way if you take things in this large scale. Right. So. Why would the Brotherhood want to go to Vault City? They don't seem interested in them. The Vault City seems to be courted by the NCR. Well, let's extrapolate the timeline and speculate about some things that may have happened. In 2241, Vault City is trying to be taken by the NCR. It's basically they're, they're basically trying to wiggle their way in for control of Vault City because it would it would it would fit into their portfolio, you could say. And they're trying some nefarious ways of doing this. They're looking into things like bribing guards or whatever, just to kind of get in the door. Lots of that kind of stuff. The reason why they want Vault City is because Vault City is so strong and independent on its own. It's actually one of the most secure and normal, I guess if you could say normal, locations on the West Coast. One of the reasons for that is the GEC. I mentioned this earlier in the episode. The GEC being a piece of technology that is not going to be replicated is extremely rare and is very useful. And just to remind you guys, the GEC is the garden of Eden creation kit. It is a terraforming device that can turn a desert wasteland area into a place that's livable, a place that people can grow food and survive If the Brotherhood is looking to control technology across the wasteland, then they're not just looking for things like weapons. Something that can terraform the world around them is an extremely appealing target. Now, Vault City is unique for another reason as well. Part of the reason why the GEC was so potent is because they paired it with a power source that could... Make it work to its full potential. A fusion generator. You see, the fusion generator in Vault 8 is still operational. It is still running. After almost 200 years, the thing still works. So a combination of a working fusion generator and a GEC would be a very valuable target for anybody in the wasteland. And now we move into the events of the war the Brotherhood and the NCR war, there's a few things that could have happened here. One, maybe the NCR doesn't take over Vault City. They're not incorporated into that area. And so, therefore, Vault City would be a strategic location for the Brotherhood to hold against the NCR so that they never do get control of Vault City. That would be a reason to take it as well. So the Brotherhood taking it to stop the NCR from even getting the chance to take it plus the GEC and the fusion generator, all of a sudden this becomes a very, very valuable location. Or what if the NCR takes it over? And we learned about the conflicts that happen closer to New Vegas. But if the Brotherhood is spread out across the West, then wouldn't there be conflicts in other places as well? So a place like Vault City being sieged by the Brotherhood because it's taken by the NCR, could also make sense. They're trying to stop the NCR. There's active conflict in the area. Maybe war has broken out more openly in this part of the map. And due to that conflict, you've got a bunch of soldiers marching around in power armor with laser weapons. The town goes up in flames and Mike and Elizabeth need to save people. Now, there's one other detail here. In the pictures that were revealed, or just, I guess there's a single picture that was revealed by Amazon in the last week or so, we had a view from inside a vault looking outwards. There's an individual standing in the doorway with the vault door open and the light coming behind them. They look, it's a single individual, but silhouette. There's a body laying on the ground in front of that door where you can just see the legs peeking out. And then there's three characters standing closer to the camera in this image with their backs to us. And they are from vault 33. We already saw some evidence that vault 34 might be included in this story. And we know that that is the vault that is located in the new Vegas area. So vault 33 is a very similar number to 34. If you look on a map and you You have a map showing all the different vault locations across the U.S. There's a general increase in numbers as you move from west to east. The lower numbers are on the western side. The higher numbers are on the eastern side. The lowest number on any of the eastern locations is in the 50s. All of the locations that have numbers in the 10s, 20s, and 30s exist on the west coast and the only numbers that have 30s in them exist on the easternmost part of the west coast so places like nevada could mike and elizabeth be characters from vault 33 that went to vault city are they individuals who are seeking refuge from the events of vault city and show up at vault 33 like in the image Any of those things could be possible. Now, again, this is all speculation based on a post that is most likely false in some way. But maybe it holds some truth. I think the timeline here is the most interesting part. The benefit of creating a show that's based on the West Coast, which seems likely, during the time after Fallout 2, before the events of New Vegas, is a brilliant idea. We don't have to canonize any of the endings of New Vegas. It's not so far late in the timeline that it would make it hard to expand the games even beyond that. You end up with these questions about like, well, how come after 200 years, people can't just seem to like make anything new or, or survive things. It's at a very interesting time in the timeline, as far as we understand it. And I think that these locations would be worth going back to. And who knows? Maybe that's, maybe at some point they're going to remake Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 in some sort of new engine or something. That would be really cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but wouldn't this be a wonderful reason to go back and explore Vault City? Those are my thoughts on this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. And again, please hear me for what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is 100% real, and I'm sorry for the hammering on my roof, uh, but what I am saying is that There are some interesting ideas here. And if some of these ideas actually do come to fruition in the new TV show, I'm not going to hate it. I think it's going to actually be pretty cool. Share your thoughts with me and the community. The best way to do that is to come by the live stream. That's part of why I do it, because it's hard for me to keep up with all the private messages and stuff. Or just jump on the Discord. Post something in the Fallout Lorecast sub-channel, whatever it's called, on the Discord. Words are hard. I'm getting too many hammerings on my head on this roof right now. I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me. And a bunch of our other creators Creating your podcast, starting a new podcast Or helping your current podcast grow There's more information about that On robotsradio.net as well And you can always talk with us And the entire community Over 2,000 people On the Robots Radio Discord Come join us, we'd love to chat with you See you guys next time